0: With Title IX turning 50 this year, how has the federal law impacted sports here in the Chattanooga area? Stephen Hargis is sports director at the Chattanooga Times Free Press, and this Sunday's edition will dive into all this. Stephen, thanks for joining us. Glad to be here, Ray. Tell us more about this coverage in Sunday's Chattanooga Times Free Press.
1: It's the 50-year anniversary for Title IX, which, uh, as most people know, know, before Title IX, A lot of the the female athletes and coaches, the athletes did not have access to things like scholarships or even equal time in the gym. Most of their sports were not sanctioned. I think basketball at the high school level, basketball was the only sport that was sanctioned up until 1972. So everything else was maybe intramural level to go on to college. College athletes at that time had to pay their own way basically to play. They had to pay their own travel, pay for their own, you know, their uniforms, any expenses as far as, you know, if they, if they were staying overnight in a hotel, that kind of thing. Coaches were not paid at the high school level. So in 1972, the federal law of Title IX was, was enacted and said that female athletes, coaches, everyone has to be on any level playing field with the male counterparts. And so this is the 50-year anniversary of that legislation passing through and become federal law. And so we're looking at, you know, kind of localizing that. We're looking at some of the top female athletes of the last 50 years to come through the Chattanooga area. And also some of the most influential, you know, whether they be athletes or coaches. And just trying to touch on a lot of, the, you know, celebrate the last 50 years and kind of what Title IX has meant to a lot of female athletes and coaches from our area.
0: And you're providing the historical overview in the team coverage.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I've got uh, we, we've got really three local coaches who, who became really statewide legends in their field. One was the, the late Catherine Neely, who is the all time winningest high school volleyball coach in America. And she's been inducted into like six or eight halls of fame. Unfortunately, we lost Catherine during just after the pandemic, but we also have uh, Susan Thurman, who coached at Red Bank High School for around 40 years, and Carolyn Jackson, who coached at Brainerd High School for around the same time, around 40 years. And so I've spoken with the two of them and looked back and and got some information from Miss Neely's career as well, just to talk with them about when they were in high school themselves in college, it was pre-Title IX. So what was it like then? And then some of the changes that they saw once Title IX was enacted as they were coaches and they could see how the athletes themselves were affected and that type thing. And and so they they really, you know, they have a very unique perspective in in, in that way. Both of them began their coaching careers, not getting paid, basically, you know, volunteering their time and, and, and money and effort just to coach girls sports. And then afterward, all three of those ladies now have retired, obviously, and The gyms at the high schools, at Eastridge High School for Catherine Neely, Brainerd High School for Carolyn Jackson, Red Bank High School for Susan Thurman, they are so highly thought of and and were such pioneers. The gymnasiums at those schools have been named in their honor. So they have a really unique perspective just in terms of how far we've come, and especially Susan Thurman gave me one of her former players that played for her in the early to mid-90s this kid at the time had really a tough home life. She had great grades, but her home life, she really didn't have the money. She was not going to be able to go to college. She wanted to go to college, probably would never have gone to college had it not been for athletics. And so as Susan connected me with her, and I was was able to speak with her, Tammy Timmons is her name, and she'll be a, a big piece of my story. She talks about how Title IX, you know, even though it was years before she was ever in high school, the fact that she had those opportunities, she was able to then earn a scholarship to go to Tennessee State University She has a great career in the business side of the medical field where she's an executive now. And so she said basically changed in the entire path of my life, you know, not only my career, but my life, I was able to get out of a really bad home life and a bad outlook for myself through athletics. And so that's the kind of thing we really want to, you know, to shine a light on that. It's not just the fun and games of sports. It can actually be something that changes people's lives and so, you know, Title IX has is, is really been so influential for thousands and thousands of female players in our area alone. And that was just one of the really neat stories that I came across during this.
0: And through one of your colleagues, you hear more from... Sharon Fanning, former UTC women's coach, about what Title IX meant for female athletes.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And she's she's another one with a great perspective. When her career began, kind of the things that female athletes, coaches, programs did not have, the things they lacked and kind of where they've come over over that amount of time. And now you have, you know, UTC women, UT women. I mean, they draw really big crowds. They have great support from the community. I know one of the, the quotes that she gave, it's just so incredibly inspiring to see where it's come through the last 50 years, from where they were really ground level, just starting to where it is now. And the fact that you have women's professional leagues, you know, in soccer, basketball, and it's growing continually every day. So she has a really unique perspective in Mark Wiedmer's column as well. And from another colleague, we hear from Ryan Howard. Yes. uh, And Ryan Howard, uh, she was the, the star basketball player at Bradley Central close by here. She was a Miss Basketball finalist. She went on to University of Kentucky, set all kinds of records, Southeastern Conference records, program records at Kentucky, was the first overall selection by the Atlanta WNBA franchise. So that's the first time we've ever, in our area, man or woman, we've never had a a number one overall selection in a professional sports until Ryan Howard earlier this spring. And so Patrick McCune has gone down and visited with her. She's already began her professional career, and she's been named Rookie of the Week a few times. She's she's just really tearing it up on the WNBA circuit, and so kind of looking at her pathway into into becoming a professional athlete and what Title Nine has opened up for her. Because just recently she signed a, a an endorsement deal with Nike, so she's making a lot of money. She has life changing money through athletics as well. Not only did it pave the way for her to go to Kentucky, earn her degree, but now she's a professional athlete and the number one overall selection in the WNBA. So, you know, I I think that's going to be a great story as well from Patrick. And from another colleague, there's a feature on Gretchen Hamill. She starred as a a soccer player at Grace Academy. She was the first ever local signee for the, the UTC women's soccer program. She has played professionally here locally. She is now in the executive portion of her career where she, she's going to work in the, in the professional ranks as an executive in professional soccer. So that's another kind of avenue that was open for her. We've talked about the players, the coaches. This, this is someone who is now looking to become, you know, to move up that corporate ladder in terms of professional sports and what, what it can mean for her. So we were trying to touch a lot of different aspects with, with local athletes, coaches, and and now obviously with Gretchen, who has gone through her athletic career and is now to the, the point of being an executive at the professional
0: level. And then rounding out the team coverage from you and your colleagues at the Times Free Press, there's an examination of the ramifications that Title IX had on men's sports, including right here at UTC.
1: Yeah, yeah, UTC, you know, because of Title IX, there were some, because everything has to be equal, so there were some sports that if the men were offered a certain sport a certain number of sports, the women had to have the same number of sports. So there were some sports programs across America, wrestling, for instance, was severely affected. At UTC, it was baseball that was lost. There was once a UTC baseball program here. And there's even at least two that I know of former players that are now in the coaching ranks at the high school level here. So Lindsey Young has, has sat down and spoken with a couple of those guys just about their memories of when UTC had a baseball program, their thoughts on how Title IX affected men's sports You know, you hate to say it's a downside of it, but you hate that anybody's not given the opportunity to play, but all in the grand scheme of things in the overall picture, it's much better that you make sure that there is a level playing field because you give someone an inch, they're going to take a mile. So you want to make sure that that there is an absolute cutoff there where there is the same number of opportunities for both men and women. And so unfortunately, you know, for the men's side that cost UTC, it's baseball program, it's cost other universities, their wrestling programs, or maybe their track programs, things like that. The programs that typically were not, they didn't generate as much money, say for the university. So that's how those were
0: chosen as far as what had to be cut. And for people who want to check this out, it will be out on Sunday in the print edition, but of course, also online through the app and the. The website for the times free press
1: yeah yeah just go to timesfreepress.com we will have all those stories and more we have a a list of the top 10 female players athletes that have come through the chattanooga area since 1972 so that's something that i'm I'm sure a lot of people will you know sports fans will debate whether or not we got that list right we will have a timeline of everything that led up to 1972 and and title Nine being enacted and since then both nationally and locally kind of intertwine those things so there's there's a really neat timeline on that And yeah, timesfreepress.com will have all of those things, and since we have a print edition still on Sundays, anytime we do a special project like this, we're gonna gear those toward a Sunday edition so that anyone who would wanna have an actual copy of it that they can hold and keep as a keepsake, that type of thing, if it's someone that we've written about that they know of that they wanna have for a scrapbook or whatever, We're going to make sure that we gear those towards Sundays. But yeah, absolutely. The the entire package will be in Sunday's Times Free Press. It'll be on timesfreepress.com. I think they'll start rolling those things out actually online Saturday afternoon, probably as, as our editors go through them and have them ready for print. They'll probably just start posting those Saturday afternoon, Saturday evening. All right, Stephen, thanks so much. Ray, thanks for having me.